There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Shaver's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay. You let a woman beat ya. You little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? Closer to Don't, you. Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. And Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'd rather die running than be left here alone. Okay, but remember, serpentine! Absolutely. What a guy. You can fuck the lilies and the roses too. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. And we're right on in. Welcome. I'm not ready. <laughs> to another episode. Yeah, put the wine right by the... <laughs> It's always danger beverages right next to the computer and soundboard. Because yeah, the wine the, should be where the berries are, but there's not enough room. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's, fine. it's just the way it is. Uh, hello and welcome to an episode of Decade Under the Influence. Today we're doing a five movie review. All five. We're going to try. Yeah. In the pipe, five by five. This fucking sucks. It's fine. Don't start spitting peas. Did he say spitting hot fire? Spitting hot fire. Sugar cookie. What with the sugar cookie? <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful Sunday. I'm happy to be here with my podcasting friends. Yay. And we're going to start out with the Christine Jorgensen story 1970. Can I have this in two parts? I should read the second part fast or uh, second part first, but I wrote it second. So, um, however you want. I have a tracking problem, so I'm just going to start with how I wrote it. See? And I had this beautiful box thing, and you did this bullshit, and it's like... You told me you wanted it like this. Not like that. No, I didn't. That's not what I told you, and how dare you do that on tape, because you just punched yourself on the foot, which would be funny to see, because I wanted a table that was, like, right at the length where you could, like, shoo away, and you did this other budget thing, which just, it's just stress. I constantly live in the fear that another entire, wonderful, because we're so great, I know, podcast... Right? Uh, 99 minutes in is going to be stopped by one of your fucking ferocious felines of just being <laughs> punk as fuck. So I don't blame them. Right. I blame uh, you. And I everybody, know. write right in and blame Ashes because <laughs> he doesn't understand. And, like, you could help me to have less stress. So write in and tell him that he's fucking doing it wrong. <laughs> Christine tells her story despite medieval transphobia. She likes being and dressing femme, and people are fucking cocks about it. Uh, so she goes to, I wrote Hall Holland, but then it's Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, to live with Rad Ant and get a sex change. A film is based, I'll just read the whole thing, film is based on the real-life Christine J., born May 30th, 1926, died May 3rd, 1989, she returned to the States in the early 50s, this is all from Wiki, and was an instant celebrity. She used her platform to advocate for transgender people. In 1959, she was denied a marriage license because her birth certificate said male. She wrote a book in 1967. She's known for her directness and wit. 
In June of 2019, Jorgensen was one of 50 American pioneers, trailblazers, and heroes included on the National LGBTQ Wall of Honor and the Stonewall National Monument. Uh, the film stars John Hansen. Uh, we're going to see him in Beyond Death's Door in 1979, directed by Irving Rapper. Uh, he did a lot of cool movies in the 40s. Uh, he died December 20, 1999 at 101 years old. Wow. Uh, he did a couple dozen films in the 40s and 50s. Uh, he worked with Betty Davis. He hired a lot of blacklisted writers under false names. And discuss. Do this thing keeps hitting my fucking glasses and I hate it so much. Mm -hmm. And I asked for this. <laughs> but it's like really annoying. I made an appointment uh, to get my eyes checked and I'm going to get glasses that don't hit this thing. You can also like bend it a little bit and it would... Be as close. No, be yeah, the screen to thing mic. can go closer to the mic. The screen thing can suck it. Christine Jorgensen's story, 1970. Discuss. Yeah, this movie as a concept is really good and really interesting. It's amazing that it, like did it in 1970. Yeah, and then she was doing it in like 1959. Yeah, right. 1952. And the, the, they lay down how how difficult that transition is. Like everyone, even though they're being nice about it, everyone's always laughing at her and always like she gets off the plane at the end and like the reporters are just shitbags to her. Um, the acting in this film hey, <laughs> is a little slower than play quality. <laughs> like, the, the, the Piedmont community players or something like that. Um, and I don't yeah, know. I'm having a hard time remembering. You remember this pretty well? I've seen it twice. Yeah, I, I remember it pretty well. I just don't know. Because if he was... does go to war. I was like, oh, does he get dishonorably discharged? No, I think he goes to war. I or he, he completes his service. She, sorry. She completes her service. Yeah. I'm not 100% on the early in that stuff. Movie, in that scene in the movie. But she comes back but, yeah. and she's like really into doing photography um, and does a, like a whole bunch of different f uh, shoots. And remember, he's got like a boss who really, really likes him and takes him on like these Caribbean like, like bathing suit shoots. And... Uh, the the models are super mean to him, or excuse me, super super Jesus, mean to her. You guys, we need to start over. <laughs> no, we don't. At least we're saying. Something. I'm I'm just mixing people up too. <laughs> it's as, fine. As I'm going. It, it, she always felt like she was a she, so it was just do she the whole time. In the movie, it's difficult because they're identifying as as, as him, and that's fine. Right, and I'm also mixing up the 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 art director. We're mixed up, and Christine. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, she leaves that because that creepy fucker wants to have sex. I forgot. Yeah, I remember that now. And then she heads over to, to Copenhagen to meet the doctor who... Oh, yeah. Takes it seriously, like, which is oh, cool. I'm going to be a salesperson or something like that. Or no. She's, she's it, shooting um, a book, like a coffee table photo yeah, book. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And she's like, I need to go all over everywhere, but actually I just want to go see this doctor and have a detailed conversation about whether uh, uh, this is even possible. And he's like, it's possible. I think I've got a method, but uh, I've never done it. Do you want to try? I'm going to make you sign so many releases. <laughs> uh, I like that she's taken serious, and they take it serious yeah. over there. Yeah. And the ant is really cool. It's, like, refreshing. But yeah. we're used to movies that are made now that could, like, you know, deal with it better, but you're dealing with a movie that's made in 1970. Yeah. And it's, like, still, like, 
I think it's miraculous it. that it's like shot like a bat out of a hell. Like somehow it made a somewhat decent movie yeah. in the midst of like the worst transphobia ever. Well, I would. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. But even her as a person was kind of like that. I watched some interviews mm. and she like you know didn't give a fuck. It said you know she's known for her wit and she was really direct and witty. And was, I, that's one thing I didn't like about the film. She comes off really demure. Like even though she's like a good advocate for herself, she's not like. Pushing and funny and like, like coming back at people with uh, with that wit. You know, she's just sort of quiet and yeah. takes it and it goes on. But maybe that's also got in the way. There. Right. I also think that because what's you, the kind of film that they would call this? Because like uh, the other guy, the, the Glenn or Glenda, which is about him wearing women's clothing. They could get these movies made, but they were called something, you know, like exploitation films or something. Oh. I'm not re- yeah, recalling at this it moment. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm sure I do. But I think exploitation works. Yeah. You know, I mean, like shock films. And the, the, the thing poster that I, would be like, <gasps> yeah. because you would see it to be shocked. But, the, but even with that, this is shot from her perspective as the person who you're taking, like, who you have empathy for watching the story rather than like a... Uh, a shot through like her parents who are very like confused or upset or whatever. Like, yeah, I like that. I don't hate this film. Like, I didn't it, hate this it, film. It I love that this film was made. Yeah, it, it. You know, I think it deserves to be seen. If you haven't seen it, I would suggest you see it. Even though we spoiled it for you. Oh my God, you don't know the Christine Jorgensen story. <laughs> <laughs> she she's a, a divisive character in queer community too, isn't she? Divisive. Yeah, I've I've heard that uh, that she was not accepted very well in queer community because she didn't identify as as gay at all. You know, she was like, "I'm a trans person." Oh, like, yeah, but that's just like standard transphobia in the queer community. Um, I'm not. Yeah, no, I I heard that. Like uh, a lot of folks who are trans wouldn't identify as trans because they didn't want to get excluded from community. It's like really shitty. I mean, you have to operate in a system, you know, to, like, survive in the 50s. It's like, movie came out in the 70s, but this is, like, the 50s. No, there was a a, a trans person, you know, uh, that I worked with, uh, and I was like, oh, I saw this movie. I'm like, oh, we, you know, are disavowed, or we don't acknowledge, you know, Christine Jordan. That was, like, six years ago, and I don't hear that. Hmm. You know, I didn't get that feeling from looking at it on Wiki. And yeah. I would if if you get it. She's still there, and she still was doing something in the fifties, and was like the first publicly person in America to do this. Yeah, I would super be interested. Like if, if folks are listening and have a take on this, I'd be interested in hearing it Absolutely. for sure. All takes. I, I would. Yeah, yeah. Tell us anything because you don't. If you're out there, you're silent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she probably. You know, being a person who insisted that she wasn't gay, that she was a just a woman, which is legit, but like at that time there was such a struggle for for gay rights, and like she probably at the time might have said some things that to try and separate herself from from all of that, but that probably was I didn't. Not I a watched good an interview <laughs> or two, and you can see interviews on YouTube, and some of them, you know, could have aged better, but I mean. You're dealing with a person who's trying to survive. I get it. Yeah. You know, even right. now, things are still pretty bad. People are still 
killed or commit suicide. It's awful. Right. And to say that, like, a trans woman is a gay man is really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like, we know absolutely. that now, but, like, a lot of people didn't. Then. Yeah. Well, they, they do spend a little bit of time in the film with that, too, like, trying to make a point that, like, that... And, and maybe the, the the biology that they use is, would be refuted today as, as like nonsense or whatever, but like they try to drive home the point that that she was born uh, with male oh. parts, but is actually was actually female. That's right. I forgot about that. She's actually intersex. Hmm. They didn't tell you that in the film, not explicitly. Oh, they did. They yeah, they did. Yeah, they they were like, oh, we did we did some we ran some tests, and you're actually. But all tests are gonna say something like that. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, that's right. She was intersex and was assigned the wrong gender. Hmm. I mean, fuck. Trans we people are trans this, people, but there are tests to prove. This a little sooner. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually we, we forgot. As a trans like, parent, I mean, they can take you through the test. They'd be like, "Oh, there's these," you know. Right. Not that it's necessary, but you know, it's a real thing, and some people need that. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I think it. I think it is helpful for like for having those larger conversations with people when you know they're, they're really mired in it. And Absolutely. And, and and maybe just as a transition moment too, because at some point it'd be like you know we should be able to identify how we want and right, right. Your sex is separate from your gender, but um, but yeah. Are you ready to move on? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, I give it a thumbs up. I recommend oh, we it. We didn't score. It doesn't. I mean, we can score it. I can't remember what I. I think I. I think I'm gonna I might have given an eight, possibly a nine, but I mean, it, in reality, it's a seven as a movie. But like, oh, I was for, gonna say six for people to see it. I would put it as an eight. Yeah, I would. I exactly. Your your logic there makes a ton of sense to me. As a movie, I'd put it as like a six, maybe even a five. I should. But, I'll but get like back a, while you're doing your thing to see what uh, IMDb actually gave it. There's, it seems like somewhat positive. I didn't see a lot of horrible negative comments. Well, that's good. But yeah, definitely worth watching. And victory. Uh, thumbs up. Uh, next, we have Brother John. I'm going to need your help with this because uh, we saw this a while ago, and I was like, ah. Yep. When I started getting into it, I was like, okay. Okay. But, you know, to <laughs> jog the memory, we watch a lot of films, and I watch a lot more. <laughs> um, you really, you really put in a lot of groundwork for us, and I always really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, and I wanted to maybe, you know, we could do a little bit of, like, a quick few sentence check-ins on some of the movies we've watched, but we'll get to that. Because uh, we have watched a, a lot of good movies, and I'd like to give props. Uh, Brother John, 1971. As soon as this freaky movie ended, I knew I had to see it again. John Kane returns to his hometown for a funeral, but he ain't fucking playing, and he just may be more than meets the eye. Discuss! That's all I got. Uh, stars Sidney Poitier and many rad character actors, directed by James Goldstone, uh, written by Ernest Canoy. He wrote Gordon Park's movie that we reviewed, oh, yeah, watched nice. and reviewed Lead Belly. He also wrote some episodes of Roots, and we'll see him in Comeback Charleston Blue, 1972, Buck and the Preacher, also 1972. And he directed, or the director, James Goldstone, directed Roller Coaster, 
1977 <laughs> with George Seagal, uh, which, uh, my glasses hit the fucking thing again, uh, which George Seagal just died. Yeah, he just R. passed. George Seagal. And uh, we're going to see that director and They Only Killed Their Masters, 1972, with the guy from the Rockford Files. Discuss! Yeah, we're going to open an H. Dumpty's in George Seagal's uh, honor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Call back. This movie was great and weird. You're right up for it. Short and perfect, honestly, because like... IMDb's right up was like that, too. It, it, there's not much to this film. I mean, it's, it's interesting. He, he, so he rolls back into town after being... Like, oh, God, where does it start? It starts off with the doctor having like some sort of like freak-out moment or something like that. Oh, he's drunk driving. Um, and he's like talking about how uh, he delivered that boy and he disappeared at a young age and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's having like a drunk, like, carry on moment. Uh, taking me right back there. <laughs> and then they, they uh, diagnose his mom with, with the cancer and she passes pretty quickly. And then John re enters the film, or enters the film, I, I suppose, re enters the town. In one of the IMDb uh, synopsis that, like, you know, anybody can write, uh, it wrote that, like, oh, he always shows up when someone dies. There's another mystical thing, but I don't yeah. know if he always does that, so I left it out. Always when his family, when someone in his family passes okay. away. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, spoiler alert, this whole thing is always, everything's a spoiler alert. I mean, he does end up having mystical powers, possibly. Yeah. Is he like supposed to be fucking Jesus or like Armageddon Doom guy? Like, yeah, I think he's supposed to be like the Reaper. Yeah. Like the... It's kind of cool. I remember scenes where it's like they're fucking with him and like enter racism, but he's kind of like, you can't do shit to me. Yeah. Um, I got, I'm all powerful. I'm Q or something. But it's funny. He's all powerful, but he never flexes. He never flexes. He's just, he's just incredibly confident. And like when the moment comes when he needs to get out of jail, the jail opens for him. You know, through circumstance, but it just opens for him. Everything just happens for him in the way that it should happen for him. So he can fuck off and, like, not be arrested by these, these fucking hicks in this crap town. It had a good refreshing element. Oh, and fucking, what's his name's in this? Paul Winfield? Yeah. yeah. He's fucking cock. But <laughs> he is an asshole in this But film. it's fine. He, he played it expertly. He did a he good did. job. He's one of our favorites. We've been going through his movies a lot. Uh, and he plays a lot of different characters, which is oh, nice yeah. to see. Because like some, sometimes you find a, an actor who you really like, but they play one character. Play the shit out of it. We'll play <laughs> one fucking character. That is not Paul Winfield. He's all over the place with, like, his, with uh, his skill set. I really like that about him. I'm trying to evolve. I move my burp off to the side. Because <laughs> I was listening to a podcast where, like, they're reading reviews on their po a podcast that actually gets reviews. And they're reading <laughs> reviews that was like, stop eating. Stop burping. Really took me out of it. And it's like, that's like the new, like, all caps is that if you, like, eat or burp, it's just like, oh, it's killing me. <laughs> So um, I'm gonna, I, I used to enjoy eating candy because I thought it would sound funny, you know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pull back <laughs> and see if like that gets us some fucking love. I don't have a lot more for Brother John. I respect that. I think when it came out, it was probably refreshing for people to see, you know, yeah. uh, young people of color or just people of color in general because he he takes no shit. Yeah, and, just, and he's a take-no-shit mystical guy, and it's empowering. But a lot of these movies where it's like, I think it was good for an audience to see in, what, 1971? 
Some of it doesn't translate. translate. A lot of these movies that people think that we would watch, like right away, like Women Under the Influence, which we're going to watch. There's some movies that I like don't really like or the five easy pieces. There's a bunch of these movies that people are like, oh my God, this changed the world and how we saw things. And I've watched them and I'm like, it didn't do that for me. It, you know? And this, I feel like this has some of that. Yeah. Maybe at the time it was very helpful. I, you know, he, he walks with such clarity, mm. such confidence, yeah. and he always speaks truth, right? And, and, and just like, he is, he carries this power and in a in a obviously like beaten down depressed area that is specifically mm-hmm. targeting mm-hmm. like its black residents. Yes. And he just walks in and is like walking on top of it. And, yes. And there's a lot of racism that they're showing, right? Yeah. It's still a little fake. What do you think? Do you remember this at all? <laughs> I do. I do. I just um. I don't know. I felt like there was there was something going on. Where something it was referencing, like it just it strikes me as one of those things where it, like this must be a literary reference or like yeah, brother John. Something. His name was John. Okay. Yeah. Something like that that I'm missing that I don't you know I don't I don't get the references I don't get the inside joke, but I did enjoy the movie. It just felt a little over my head. Yeah. That's because you need to watch the brother. Well, and there's John some of those where it's like wait for cut. it. All the videos that say wait for it, and like movies where it's like, oh, the ending. I feel like the ending did something for me. Where, like I, I said, it. as soon as I watched it, I was like, oh, I need to see that again. Yeah, now it, that I know it, it kind of spins it out and like lets you know that, yeah, he really is. Is he mystical. the Reaper? Is he the Tool of Armageddon? Is he Jesus Christ? <laughs> Black Jesus, I love it. Or something around. else entirely. Maybe yeah. it's like a reference to like a like African tradition or something. Like there's something cool underlying it. I yeah. can tell that much. But he's I don't been know everywhere. What it is. He's been around the world, which is why this, <laughs> why they want to arrest him in this hick town. They're like, hey, he's been everywhere. Oh, your prob- dad's so cute. He's probably <laughs> an agent of communism. Mm-hmm. This kitty was fast asleep, <sighs> Dude, and the loud not, noise woke Not up. good on my ratings here. <laughs> Why don't you rate it, and while you do that, I'll find out what I rated it. Uh, I, I rated this movie a seven. Uh, it's a strong, like, there's lots of good acting in this film. There's I gave it an eight, because you gave it a seven. No, yeah. I had already given it an eight. But <laughs> that's still in there. Like, other people are going to rate this lower, and I want, I think people should see this. Yeah, so. agreed. Especially, you know, we're also making our way through uh, Sidney Portier movies. Yeah, and he's great. Yeah, he's fucking tough as nails. <laughs> and I feel like he gets some shit roles sometimes. Even as lead roles, they're just, like, tough. Because they're not, like, fleshed out, and he has to do a lot of work on the character. I, obviously, I, I haven't seen the fucking script or what he's working with, but it just, from, from the script we get... It seems like he, he's got to do a lot of work on, on some of these to sort of make them deeper characters. What'd you score this, Victory? Uh, I gave it a thumbs up. All right. Very nice. So we're moving on to uh, Truck Turner, 1974, and that's you. You did the write-up for this. I did do this. So this is Jonathan... Uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel? Or Kaplan. Uh, is the director for this. It was written by Oscar Williams. Uh, who did Oscar Wilde? Did the screenplay as well as uh, Michael Allen, 
Um, it stars, of course, Isaac Hayes, Yafit Koto, who just recently passed as well, uh, Alan Weeks, and Nicole uh, Nichols. Say it. Say it right and say it. Nichelle Nichols. Uhura. Thank you. Star uh, Trek fans are fucking, they've destroyed their fucking phones. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're Nicole. not buying you. <laughs> I just I wrote it wrong. No, uh, it's fine. But it's great to see her in this. I'm sorry. I loved her in this. So well, my write-up <laughs> is super short for this. I just said this is a super fun movie. Isaac Hayes plays Truck Turner, a hard-as-nails bail bondsman who always collects. He and his partner go after a pimp, and this sets off a chain of events that leaves a score of bodies and one man standing above them. The last thing that I do want to mention about this is foul-mouthed Uhura. Oh, I got beer. <laughs> <laughs> My friend uh, Damon, who I used to work with, uh, was a manager at Movie Madness uh, when I started. He was watching this, and I had, did not know that it was because Yafakoto had just died. Mm. But we had a great internet discussion, and he does listen to our show. So I shouted you out! <laughs> um, and we were going off about other Bail Bonds movies. Yeah. And uh, we said Jackie Brown. And then I mentioned Bad News Bears, which isn't about bail bonds, but I think it's bail bond movie adjacent. <laughs> because Chico's, Chico's bail bonds. <laughs> and it's like, what is cool about a bail bondsman in this movie is what Walter Matthau is playing. Like, yeah. you drink beer, you smoke cigarettes, kind of foul mouth. Do you remember the character actor? I don't remember who it is. But they get the, they, when they first make it back to the bail bondsman's office in this movie. Oh, yeah. The guy. And the guy's in there just out of his mind drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they go in. They steal his alcohol? Yeah, they <laughs> open two beers. And like, the guy takes the beer from him and starts going off on some story. And then the manager walks in. He's like, Why are you still here? <laughs> this movie was a treat to watch. Oh, it's so good. The music is great. Oh, music is by somebody uh, famous. Oh, Isaac Hayes. He yeah. Has the music, too. Duh. I, uh, We're terrible. Uh, seeing seeing Nichelle Nichols in this was was really fun. Like, oh, she's just a, seeing a madam like a whole or, yeah. total different side to her was like yes. it was just it was fun seeing her just sort of like cut loose in a film. Oh, <laughs> she is the most foul mouthed person in but this. But raiding film the like, escorts, her like long barrage of it's beautiful. That belongs in yeah, the Yeah, it's mostly she's just so fierce. Candy Cane, twenty five grand a year. <laughs> Yeah, she's just, like, fierce, over-the-top. Like, I love it. Lemonade. They call her the turnpike. Mm, you yeah. paying for getting on and getting off. It's, it's perfect. It's dreamy. She's going to leave me? Well, she better get used to selling pussy in Siberia. Because if I see her... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all that said, what I realized a day after this... So she... Her, her partner, Pimp Guy, gets killed by Isaac Hayes and his buddy because they're collecting a bounty. Uh, and she sets up a, basically, I will run all these girls for you, other pimps, if you kill this guy. You can have the whole stable. Yeah. And here's what I was left reflecting on the day after the film. These are people who were just fine with killing whoever. Why didn't they kill her and just take it? She's got clout. She's fucking Nichelle Nichols. No, I understand She'll beam you into space. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) She didn't seem very well protected, though. Oh, oh, but she is. Because, like, when I... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She's protected because she's Nichelle... She's protected in the script? Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. 
don't even. You just lay off. <laughs> Yafakoto's great in this. And he's just so like, many black exploitation movies are kind of like that. Yeah. What's the one movie we watched? It wasn't Gordon's War. It was just, fuck, I can't remember. Where like the, everybody, he was just the shit. He was like a community Oh, leader. Mr. T. Yes, Mr. T is Trouble Man. That's Trouble it. Man. And it was kind of like that. Like, I am fucking whatever her name was, <laughs> Madame X. <laughs> right? So, mm, love it. Isaac Hayes in this, this movie to. is like all over the place. You're like, oh yeah, you're the good guy. But then like, he, he's like, picks up his girlfriend who's just getting out of jail. Got beer. And he's like wearing the dirtiest clothes you've ever seen in your life. Because he stayed at the bar and he's got trying. drunk with his buddy. And she's like, you don't bring no flowers. You don't bring shit. And he's like, I got beer. I go get you some chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do? He does a weird thing to get her out of jail, to or yeah, to keep her to keep her alive. He puts her in jail. Yeah, mm. he has her shoplifting uh, some it's stuff. It's silly. There's that mystery science theory movie with um, Joe Don Baker Mitchell, <laughs> where he keeps arresting her for weed and shit. It's just it's funny. There's a bunch of movies where it's like they're not cops, <laughs> not at all. They're bail no. bondsmen, but like it's just. I don't know. There's a lot of movies like this, and they're they're gonna they're seventies to the max. Yeah, this it's this on movie. a list of you want to watch seventies films, serious films, or fucking like funny films. Yeah, this is this is definitely uh, a is ten crazy. on the you're getting high and watching a film scale. Yeah, with your friends. Yeah, on on the film scale, I think I gave it a seven. What? Yeah, I mean it's it's done well. Great soundtrack, great cast. I hope I gave it a ten. I Maybe I give it an eight. I give it an eight, but a ten on the weed scale. Well, no, what does it say on there? I don't. I don't have that open in front of me. Okay. Victor, you want to score while he's, he's looking it up? Sure, I, only, I gave it a thumbs up. I only gave it a seven, oh. but that's my old review. I changed that to an eight because it's, <laughs> it's, it's Truck Turner. People, you watch it. Yeah, you watch it. This one's real Alan good. Weeks is in this too. Did you mention him? He was good in that. I didn't. Oh yeah, no, I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, so that uh, brings me to my next one. What does it say? Oh, I just wrote "Best Year for Prague" because <laughs> the truck turner came out in 1974, and my notes say <laughs> that's the best year for progressive rock music. <laughs> uh, moving on to the River Niger, 1976. Go. This is directed uh, by. <laughs> Uh, Krish- Krishna Saw, uh, writers Joseph A. Walker Shaw. Shaw. Oh, thank you. Uh, I like Saw. Uh, this stars uh, Cicely Tyson, uh, James Earl Jones, and Louis Gossett Jr. Hell yes, all star cast uh, in a movie that I had I just didn't even know this existed. Uh, my write up for this is also real short. It just says a poetry loving duo spend their days day drinking and dreaming. The generation who's come after them struggle for respect, healthy relationships, and liberation. Not surprisingly, the cops have a snitch in their midst and vengeance on their mind. That's really good. Oh, thank you. I gotta give it up for that one. <laughs> um, there's still some vagueness on the plot, but like this was another movie where I was like, I need to watch this like again right now. It oh yeah, like brilliant. It was a treat. It was unexpected for all of us. I hadn't even seen it. It's. I was telling you last night that it's one of the boxes. Because oh, uh, yeah. when I worked at Movie Madness in the 90s, uh, late 90s, early O's, um, 
I was going through all these 70s movies because the first two I watched were in the comedy section and they weren't comedy and that was Rafferty and the Gold Dust Twins and The Hospital. They are comedies, but I'm like, funny. whoa, it blew my mind. So I started making my way through all these 70s movies and the boxes, you can tell. Because you're looking at the box, you turn around, you're like, I know, that's 1976. And this movie and a lot of other movies had more updated boxes where it looked like Yuli's Gold or Four Weddings and a Funeral. It looked like some, <laughs> like, just a different movie, like On Golden Pond. Yeah, there's like three heads and floating And this is above, like a like cool, a... like, in the ghetto, blaxploitation, fierce AF movie. Oh, my Christ, yes. But because of the stars they had in it, Cicely Tyson and Darth Vader, they're like... They dressed it up. I mean, even now, if you look at the pictures on IMDb, it's just funny. <laughs> because this movie's way more gritty than it, the box. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I had Like, no- seriously. <laughs> like, literally, parts of the film were, like, det- pretty deteriorated. Oh, yeah, there, this is a VHS <laughs> film for us, wasn't it? I think, no, I think no. it was a DVD, but it was a bad transfer. It deserves oh. a sweet-ass Blu-ray. It's brilliant. The music in this was was kind of fun too, if I remember correctly. It was a little weird. I, don't rem- uh, I remember it's your standard. But, but <laughs> Louis Gossip Jr. and and uh, Darth Vader are phenomenal in this. They have such like the the coolest, funnest friendship. They're just like day drinking all the time and like. Uh, there's a doing gang. Poetry. You need to help fill in the hole. So, so there's a revolutionary gang. There's something where they try to cut in his house and they get guns. And well, do you remember that? Okay, Lugasa so is a really good dresser. So, uh, Darth Vader's son is coming home yes. from, from the war. Yes. Um, and they're all about like coming and like having some sort of confrontation with him. Um, but oh, there's a revolutionary gang, and that one guy's super shitty. It's oh like, yeah. Bubblegum or whatever his name is. He's an yeah, asshole. He's a terrible person. He's just like always on the edge of raping someone. And <sighs> they, they, they come into the house and his, uh, the son's wife or, or to be wife is there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're threatening her and doing stuff. And, and the two guys, uh, Darth Vader and Lucy Gossip Jr. show up. And they're like super nice to them. They're like, hey, like, I remember you. You grew up with my son. You're in the neighborhood. I know you kids. Like, and he just like is very warm and welcoming. And then he's like, What's but you gotta teacher? go. Yeah. Yeah. You I gotta fucking go. Like, it's two in the morning. We're coming home off of off a thing. Like, this is like I got some poetry in my pocket. Yeah, you gotta fucking go home. And they're like, we're not going. That was a good callback, a good bookend, where he has this poem that he, he hadn't finished and he read a different one. <laughs> and then at the end, by the end of the movie, he's finished it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, the poetry, I would say, is good in this. Yeah, for poetry, which I usually, it's a low bar. Usually, Plus it's being read by Darth Vader, which yeah. helps. Yes, it does help. <laughs> but it's about, like, what's going on. Yeah. Mm. It's very, he very much has like the, the sort of Bukowski drunk poet sort of. It's a good talent uh, like it is. Yeah. Um, the thing, <laughs> it gets a little complicated or, or a little overcomplicated because there is a snitch in their midst of the revolutionary gang um, and they're trying to ferret out who it is. And the way they go about it is probably the most dangerous way you could find out who a snitch is which is taking them on an actual action and, <laughs> and having two separate actions so you can see which one gets busted so you know who the snitch is. Um, but they covered a lot of ground. They covered a lot of things that we've, we've seen in other films yeah. um, where there's like, 
the, the government is specifically using heroin to get information out of people. Um, mm -hmm. But when, look at this no, fucking I know, picture. I know. It's just it, it, funny <laughs> how it's misrepresented. You think this is going to be like, you know, talking about like getting old and, and having wine and cheese. <laughs> and it's so not. It's just so misrepresented. No. I'm sorry. I know y'all can't see the picture, but y'all can look it up. Also, mm -hmm. Louis Gossett Jr. is a, a fantastic friend. He's a doctor in this. Mm -hmm. He um, shows up. Who does, like, free health care for, like, all of his friends and all of his friends' families. And is, like, taking care of everybody. And uh, <laughs> James Earl Jones always fucks up with money. Always fucks up with money. <laughs> like, I think the movie starts with him, like... It's hard. Enter racism. They're it's all hard. drunk coming back from the bar. And he's like, hey, man... I'm going to sell you a poem for $190. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Is it <laughs> 250 like, or something? And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, hey, I, I kind of blew all my, 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 more, my rent, rent money, and uh, I need you to pay my rent. And, uh, he's like, fucking, okay, fine. I, I'm a doctor. I got that kind of cash. And he just does it. And so he's, like, so supportive of his friends, like, writing and whatnot. And understands, like, even when he disappears in the film and goes on this, like, terrible bender, uh, he's like, he'll be back. You know, we, we know him. We love him. He's, 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 this is how he's processing things. And unfortunately, because of his trauma, like, this is, this is the route he's going to take. It just, the whole movie just sort of strikes me as, like, a, a portrait of a, of just, like, a black neighborhood. Like, all the different families have their own little, like, vignettes of what's going on with them. Like, the so-called revolutionary gang is, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, like, one guy's aspirations to, to, be to become that, but, like, nobody else is really into it. But it's, like, his childhood friends that right. he's recruited into this group. And, like, you know, it's just sort of his, like vision of himself but like the reality is nothing like that he's not a revolutionary he's not doing any kind of community organizing he's not providing any community service like none of that it's just like a pretend vision of himself right and they're just a gay that we see <laughs> i don't know he could like, be doing breakfast for children we don't know. <laughs> they don't talk about any of that though no, all they, they talk about is just like you know, just typical, just like homegrown, like you know, small small time gang shit, yeah. and like, um, and and all the like complicated relationships between all these people because they live together. They don't necessarily have much in common, but they're like a tight knit community that like grew up together, and everyone knows everyone, and like, yeah, um, you know, even though. They're having troubles. They're not always getting along. They always, like, find some sort of way to, like, coexist. And you just see that that sort of being, like, the overall story through this whole thing is, like, just this portrait of this community trying to get through all of this, like, complicated stuff that's all happening at once. And how down they are People for each other. To see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's like they're at each other's throats through almost this entire movie, and then, like, the moment of shit going, going hard, they're like, oh, no, we're all down. Mm -hmm. We're all down for each other in, the, in these moments. We're all, you know, going to follow this story this, this exact direction. And it's, it's, it's 
really kind of beautiful in the end. It is. Yeah. I hadn't rated this, and I I looked on it to rate it. um, And just the whole cast, you probably said so already, but the whole cast is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. There's a guy from, well, he was in Attica and a bunch of other movies. Uh, The guy from um, the... the, the, (laughs) Who was behind by the door? No, no, maybe, but uh, the the guy that was in Lead Belly. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy who played Lead Belly, he was in that. Um, He was one of the... the, Was he the gang leader? He was a gang leader. Okay. Now, I gave this a 9, and uh, I would have given it a 10, because I think more people need to see it. Um, In reality, maybe an 8, but I gave it a (laughs) 9. I did not give it a 10, because I didn't want to give... I don't think they should have given too much... They gave too much platform for that guy when they should have shot him or... Yeah beat him up a lot more than they did. I mean, it did a, did a pretty good job of telling him he was a fuckhead, but not enough, not nearly enough. Yeah, and I, I, I would follow you exactly down that path. I'll give this a nine as well, and for the exact same reason. Like, there's they're too understanding of the rapist in this film. Um, but, I mean, that that is probably because, like, you know, it's it's once again speaking to those, like, people in the neighborhood who are, who are like that, who they're not tossing out for whatever reason at that period. Ugh. I mean, we've also seen movies where they took care of shit like that. And yeah. I've heard of communities where, you know, especially, like, communities like Oakland or something where they had a strong revolutionary presence where if something like that happened, they would deal with it right away. Right. So. It could have been better, but it's still very good. I highly recommend yep. you see this movie if you haven't, even though we just ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Victory? Uh, we didn't talk about the ending at all, though. Dive in. Do it. <laughs> I don't remember. I only remember I need to see it again. That's how I, I, would I watch cement it. I need to see it three the dad yep. takes the bullet. Mm. Kills takes the, the cop. bullet, takes the rap, kills the cop. Yes. Like, just <laughs> like fully I'm ruined dying, it. so like, fuck it. Yeah. Tell him it was all me. Oh, I was yeah. organizing all this like mm. revolutionary group or whatever the fuck they think they found. Like, sure, whatever. There's a way out, and he was always ready to do that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So they leave like, the kids alone. Black Messiah. Yeah, and, and I think that's 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 what I mean. What I meant specifically about like it ends so sweet, like the act of love. Yeah, he 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 literally like does the like I'll take I'll take all of it, every bit of it. Tell him it was me. I'm already dead. Fuck it. <laughs> and they're all there, and his, his wife's dying, and it's just it's just oh, it's a somehow he survives, and we'll see him in the sequel that we're shooting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jones, would you be willing to be in this film? That <laughs> I'll pay ten dollars to ask him one cameo question, and it'll be like. <laughs> Uh, will you be in my sequel to The River Niger, please? <laughs> He's like, thank God. I've thank been waiting, but it's, no. It's, it's <laughs> not, I'm not asked to be in some shitty Star Wars or Conan fucking remake. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'll do it. Okay, so finally, I have to go to the bathroom, so I'm going to have to get through this. We have one more movie to do, and that's Absolution, 1978. <laughs> Uh, and I wrote this in a way that would bother you a little bit because I know you both have a different take on this movie, but I thought it would be fun. <laughs> and I, you know, it's not too different. From, oh, it's fine. From from my take on it, I just I thought this was a fun movie. Uh, let's see, the guy from the Medusa Touch. I wrote this at like three in the morning, and now I, I need to look up his name. Is it Richard Burton? I don't even fucking remember. Yes, the guy from the Medusa Touch is a priest and maybe headmaster of a strict Catholic boys' school. 
How will these boys come of age amidst the gross, rigid school system? Nope. This movie is uh, actually isn't that at all. It's got crazy twists and turns <laughs> as the sharp sociopathic sadist learns to work the system and find the loopholes in the holy sacrament, whatever, way of life. Discuss. I know you both did not like this movie. Hated this I film. I <laughs> thumbs down. And I loved that you hated it. And I also liked it. I like this movie a lot. I liked that I thought it was going to be one of these, like, you know, British Catholic schools and, like, oh, yeah. how horrible it is. And they're, even though they're getting slapped with rulers every day, they survive. But it has Billy Connolly in it. Yeah, I like, I like that. Billy Connolly. Yeah, it was refreshing. I want to give it a thumbs it. up just for that. But. You, and you, you can. <laughs> you said, like, yeah, watch this for that. Yeah, he's a fun, like, uh, what, what would you call him? I recommend tramp? this movie, yeah. and I don't think either of you, you do. <laughs> what? He was a nomad, kind of. Yeah, it was, it was, I used yeah, the word tramp. Yeah, he's like a hippie was traveler a, guy. Yeah, he just, like, shows I mean, up. not and traveler, but that's a specific thing. Throws but. up a hammock and is like. But take us through these twists and turns. There are no twists and turns. There are. Well, and even like IMDb two. is like, there's crazy twists and turns. <laughs> <laughs> I think when they wrote it and when they handed it in, they're like, oh, this is going to blow your I mind. Would There's twists and turns. <laughs> really. He thinks he solved it. He found the loopholes in the Bible and shit. Yeah. It's just really, You're trapped. Oh, it's, it's like a bad script of Next Generation or something. It is. It is a very, and it's like all about how, like, Oh, I've twisted the the sacraments around so that you're what stuck. What a priest! Can you can go to hell, <laughs> you or you can tell anyone do this thing, or ha ha. <laughs> and you're just like, this is dumb. This was it's, it's so like no one would be caught in this 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 net. But he is such a wonderful over actor too. He's perfect yes. for this role because he he's like, perfect. no. <laughs> And that's why I mentioned the Medusa touch. Like, he's perfect yeah. for that, too. Oh, yeah. You like the Medusa touch better than this, though, right? I like the Medusa touch a lot better than but this. But you also did not like the Medusa touch. Uh, yeah, but I still, I think, I, if we went thumbs up, thumbs down, I'd go thumbs up on that film. Yep. There's just a lot of silly in this film that, like, doesn't make a ton of sense. And, like, they try to make, it's, it's like, it's like a, a smart play written by a dumb guy. Um, <laughs> it gets a 6.5. I gave it a 7. Y'all are going to give it like a 4 or something. Written by a tongue. <laughs> but that was. That's that, really accurate, though. That was cool. That's what I liked about it. I was having a great time. Yeah. It was fun <laughs> watching a movie with my friends, and it was fun that they hated it. Yeah. And it was like fun that I thought it was like wicked smart. And it like. <laughs> yeah, fresh, like a freshman it's like, like classes. Like, it's um, also crazy. It's a crazy movie. It is crazy. Darth Marenghi's. <laughs> yes. Or, no, yes. Garth Marenghi's Dark, Dark Place. Place or something. Yeah, it's like. Absolutely. That's so what they I recommend it like that. It's so bad. <laughs> well, you all watch it. Smoke some weed and watch it. Oh, yeah. Um, but like a weed that you're comfortable with because there is some gore and there was a shovel. There's some gross shit. Yeah, there's a, this. He like hits there was the, some he, stuff where hits I was the like, kid in the face with a shovel at one point. And yeah. It goes and like. It's like it, so little, though. It bothered me because I was. I did, wasn't expecting it. A little gory for a little gory for me. I'm sensitive. Yeah, I, I yeah I don't like gore either. But it was it was mostly fine. The the shovel scenes pretty hard. The overacting saves it for me though. <laughs> yeah, I just I it just takes such a sharp turn that I was like, oh yes, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on this side of the room. <laughs> 
so yeah, I, I think I would give this like a five. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, they they put together a whole movie. There's a big cast of people. It's not it's not uninteresting, but you'll at the end you'll be like, what? That's the pay? No. And Billy Connolly's and, in it. Yeah, and fun. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Uh, yeah, he's he's got that hippie sort of free love. What are you doing here? I don't know. I'm laying in a hammock and talking to like the disaffected youth and uh, yep. getting high and getting hand jobs. Jokes. I like that's where I was like, this is cool. He's going to be a mentor. And like again, I thought it was going to be this coming of age film and that he was going to be like, there's more to life than this rigid Christianity right. bullshit that you're stuck in, which LSD is what helped get me out of that. And like he could have done that for him. I mean, he had a joint too, so there could have yeah. been some mind-altering drugs involved to kick you out of that rigid way of thinking that you're, like, taught, you know. <laughs> it's hammered in. It's even beaten into you. The bibble. The bibble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all I got for that movie. I was going to mention real quick before uh, we leave that um, it is Oscar season. It's weird that I'm mean, wondering what the Oscars are going to look like. They pushed it back, but they're going to have the Oscars. And we watched... Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. And oh yeah, I highly recommend that. And we watched the Chicago Seven. Both are up. Both are up for Best Picture, and I was excited about that. Yeah, and one of them should win. Probably Judas and the Black Messiah should yeah. win. It's the better I of loved the films. Both of those, but I loved that uh, Chicago Seven. It was a movie that finally took Abby's wit seriously and was yeah. done right, yeah, and it was, that was cool. played like expertly by fucking Borat, <laughs> even though the timeline still got it wrong and it's like un unnesssary in my eyes yeah, there's why some, they would do that there's some dumb choices with, with the timeline stuff but, but still a brilliant movie I mean yeah. that's just because I studied the shit I've read dozens of books specifically on that mm -hmm. and I thought it had an emotional I mean this is also like the fourth movie they've made about we watched one shot called the Chicago 10 there was two other like made for TV movies about the Chicago 7 this is yeah I, I liked the animated one that we watched. That was that was quite good. Oh, I loved it, too. Yeah. It's got Black Sabbath. <laughs> it's got Black Sabbath, and it's got, what's his name, fucking floating through half of the half <laughs> of the picture, which I really liked. Well, it wasn't it. It was taken directly from the court transcripts, wasn't it? The this movie? One? Not this one. That, that one, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, th I love the way the, the acting in that film around the, the judge is done expertly. Yeah. Um, and uh, the scenes where Bobby Seal is calling out, uh, what's his name? Oh fuck, uh, is 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 also fucking on point. Mm. Where he's like, some of this is because you're mad at your dad, right? Wait, wait, oh, Judge Judge Julius Hoffman. You're talking yeah. about the judge. But I'm not talking about the judge. I'm talking about uh, one of the organ the SNCC organizer, or the SDS organizer. Uh, oh, <laughs> but not the Bernadine Dorn. Yeah, correct. That was funny. Uh, Anyway, he just calls him out, being like, "Yeah, this is like, uh, just like has you're doing it for these reasons. For me, this is my fucking life." Yeah. Um, which I thought was a good. Oh yeah, I like that. It was just a harsh call out that he like. I think he felt really uh, deeply in that moment. It was good. It was might have been a vague callback to what really happened. Mm -hmm. Whereas you know SNCC like kicked out all of the white people involved <laughs> around a certain year. It was like, no, we need to fucking hunker down and like deal with this. You can't even be here. I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs> you did a lot. You know, 
in the beginning, you know, using your white privilege to like, you know, draw attention to this, but bye. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just you, 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 really you don't happen. get this. It's not. So I like that a lot. Judas and the Black Messiah was just a, a was done beautifully. It, it's it's really one that I felt like mostly cap, captured like the the main points of that of Fred Hampton story. Um, I agree. I would just say watch it. it. I had a couple issues, but it's nitpicking. I would I gave it a ten, and I'd say watch it. Yeah. Really liked it. One more thing on your fucking stars account. I watched uh, <laughs> this changes everything. This documentary G- Gina Davis about like, um, you know, women in film and like you know getting equal pay and everything and getting different roles. And I thought that was brilliant. I highly recommend it. And it was just funny because they were like these women, you know, ten years ago or five years ago, were getting this lawsuit together because this shit is still going on. And they did all the research, and then they realized that women had done it in the 70s, and there's a lot of, like, the very few directors that we've seen. It's like um, an equal pay lawsuit? Yeah. If I just, just, like, let's be less fucking douches and, you know, have more women directors and, you know, better films and better everything, and it's going to bring things up. It's, it is, it's a good documentary, and uh, they say it way better than I'm saying it right now. Uh, it also had like stuff about like the casting couch kind of shit and mm. stuff with Weinstein and and ugh. it 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 goes through that very well. Everybody is in it. Meryl Streep's in it. Awesome. Uh, one of the women in the old lawsuit directed that movie we watched about nuclear war. Um, Testament. Oh, I yeah. love that movie, and she's the director of that, and she was in the original lawsuit. And they brought those people back in this documentary to talk about what it was like doing it back then and the, the casting couch stuff. Dude, I was watching a it's fucking porn intense. and like a porns that come out now that like aren't pulled. If you like cancel somebody, they usually pull all their shows, but there's still these stupid casting couch porns and I don't want to see it. Yeah. Let's get rid of it. Let's overthrow the fucking government. <laughs> Let's get rid of <laughs> stupid casting couch porn. And it's yeah. always like, you know, and there is no job. Right. And this person thinks she's getting a modeling job. Oh, it's just barf. Yeah. And they're still making them. It's like, I think stupid. that's actually called rape, sir. It's gross. It's not what I want to see in yeah. a fucking film. <laughs> Anywho, not to end on that note, but it's a really good movie. What was it again? This changes everything. On your stars account. Yeah. <laughs> so if you all have stars out there, you can watch it. And if stars, if you'd like to sponsor us, please get in touch because yeah, we... Yeah, give me a free account because... Uh, no, a free account, motherfucker. Like, give us money. Like, <laughs> buy us new equipment. Take us out to dinner. <laughs> and, and give us free accounts. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, okay, we're, we're going to leave it listening. there. Thank you for listening. Once again, you can get a hold of us uh, uh, at A Decade Under the Influence on Facebook, if you just search that, or A Decade Under the One on Twitter. I basically post nothing on there except for when we release uh, new stuff, but I do go around like I stuff. I post on the bit. Facebook. The Facebook, yeah. Uh, that's a good way to get in contact with, an, with us and actually have some conversations. So please do reach out. You I'll, would receive a notification if someone wrote you something on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, and I'll, I, I write back if people write on Twitter. We've got to end because I'm about to eat this Kit Kat. No one wants to hear anyone <laughs> eating on a podcast. All right, folks. Have a great day.